maybe I will just ask, what is the difference between uh, having faith and believing? Uh, prophetess, maybe if you can help us in that area so that I put it uh, right. <laughs> oh, that, you know what? That is such a good question. And I was like waiting for you to give me the answer. <laughs> Holy Spirit, speak through me, please. Hallelujah. Yeah. Okay. So this is what a lot of Christians do. This is a trap that a lot of Christians fall into. You know, if they're praying for something and they're praying in faith, they say, yes, I'm believing God for tuition. Let's say I'm believing God for tuition. I'm believing God for tuition. And that's kind of where they leave it. I'm believing for tuition and hopefully tuition will fall out of the sky somewhere or tuition will, you know, it'll just show up. I'm believing. But what do you do while you're believing? <laughs> How do you get out of the rut of just believing? Because there has to be an end to the belief. The end to the belief is when you get that thing that you're believing for. But we like to, you know, put it in Christian knees and we like to, you know, put it in that I'm believing God for this. So what are you doing to believe? What action are you taking with it? And why do you believe? So let's go back to the way we pray, right? Lots of times when people pray and they believe, Lord, I'm believing you for my rent this week. I'm believing you that the bills are going to be paid. I'm believing. And that's it. But have you gone to the word to get a word to stand on? The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You get the capacity to believe for a thing. You get the confidence to believe for a thing based on the word. Why is this important? Especially in the context of what we're talking about um, with believing. Do you consider God a true source? You're only going to believe his word to the degree that you believe he's true. Someone's, the, a word is only as good as the person who gave it. So if you've got someone who's not trustworthy, someone who never keeps their word, someone who is iffy, sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not, and they tell you, I got you, man. I'm going to pay your bill. I'm going to pay your tuition. I'm going to pay your rent. I'm going to pay your whatever. But you know they don't always come through. How much faith can you put in that? How much do you really believe that person? But if that person is totally trustworthy, they've never let you down before. They always do what they're going to say. And they say, I got you. Don't worry. Even if it's last minute, you're okay. You might get a little nervous, but you're okay. You believe that they're going to come through because they've always proven before that they would come through. Well, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. When we get a word from God, and this isn't this, this word, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. That word of God is not talking about the Bible. That word is talking about the rhema. 
Faith comes by hearing a word from God. What did God tell you about the situation? Now that he's told you, because you know he's trustworthy, because you know he's faithful, because you know he cannot lie, because you know he's good, you know he's going to do it. You put your faith in it. You believe him. How, how, how do you believe? By doing what he says. All right, Evans, I'm going to pay your bill, but what I need you to do, I need you to go sow this seed to such and such a place. All right, Evans, I'm going to pay this bill, but there is so-and-so over there. They're having trouble paying their bills. I want you to go help them. I want you to go speak a word of encouragement to them. Or, okay, Evans, I'm going to pay your bill, but I've got a blessing so big for you. I need you to be able to receive it. So I want you to go on a three-day fast to strengthen your spirit to receive what I'm going to bless you with. Whatever the word is that you receive from God, you act on it. That's proof that you believe what he said. I don't know if I'm answering your question, but this is good from Holy Spirit. I'm learning so much. Okay. When we believe, we act on it. When we have faith, it's supposed to be the same thing. We act on it. Uh, because faith does not come back without that thing that we're believing for. So I'm, I'm just using tuition. Let's say tuition is $2,000 and $1,500 comes in. Praise the Lord. And I'm so happy to, ah, but that's not, faith is not finished. Faith is not going to bring back anything less than what it's believing for. So you're keeping your faith out there and you're continuing to believe by doing what God tells you to do. Don't speak against your seed. Don't speak any unbelief. Stay in these scriptures, meditate these scriptures, continue to build your faith. Continue, don't let this word depart from your mouth. Keep speaking this word and this word only. Stop hanging around these people who are putting these negative thoughts in your mind. Whatever the instruction is that comes with that word, you do it or you obey it, right? That's how we show that we believe. Lord, that was good. That's how you show that you believe. You do the instruction that comes along with the word that you're believing for. That's what Holy Spirit said. I need to write that down. You do the instruction that comes along with the word you're believing for. So what does that tell me? That tells me that godly believing can't happen apart from God's word. You can't just go believe something you want to believe. It has to come from God. It has to come from his word. Does that mean you can't go to the word and say, oh, Lord, yes, this is what I'd like? 
No, you can do that, but you're still standing on his word. Or it might be a word that God gives to you. That is his word. But either way, whether it's a word that God gives to you or a word that you're going to find here, you're going to hear God speak to you about it. That's the rhema. That's when the faith comes. The faith represents the authority to get it because God's giving you the tool you need to receive. He's He's giving you the tool you need to receive that blessing out of his ocean of grace. Remember we said faith is the fishing rod or the fishing pole. The blessings are in the ocean of grace. Grace supplies everything that we need. But if we want to get the blessings out, we need a fishing pole. That fishing pole is called faith. Well, when God speaks to us, boom, he puts a fishing pole in our hand. Now we can go get that blessing. So we receive the authority to get the blessing when we receive the word from God. Are you all getting this? I'm, I'm so hearing Holy Spirit. Is it coming? It's so good to me. Ooh. I hear yes, exactly. I'm getting Do the instruction that comes along with the word you are believing for. When you do the instruction, that is proof that you believe. That's it. Faith without works is dead. So you can get a word from God. God can give you the faith for it. Praise God. You have the ability to get what God wants. But believing is when you act on that faith. And by acting on that faith, you actually retrieve that thing that you are faithing for or believing for. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. I got to write that down too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. One of my favorite examples, Jesus talking to the Pharisees. This is John chapter 10. He says, this is why my father loves me. He says, no man takes my life from me. I have the power to lay it down and I have the power to take it back up again. This commandment have I received from my father. That commandment was God's word to him. Son, you have the power to lay down your life. You have the power to take it up. No matter what anybody does to you, no matter the crucifixion, no matter the scorning, no matter, they cannot take your life from you. You have the authority to lay it down. You have the ability to lay it down. And you have the ability to take it up. You have the authority to take it up. That was the word that Jesus received from his father. So now when he's talking to the Pharisees, so he's got the faith for it. He's got the faith for it. But now he's talking to the Pharisees. And I believe as much as he's rebuking the Pharisees and what he's saying, he's also encouraging him to his own self. Oh, this commandment have I received from my father. No man takes my life from me. I have the power to lay it down and I have the power to take it back up again. How so that's that's his faith for it that's his faith for it that's his faith for it. his believing when he kept explaining to the disciples what was going to happen 
this is what's going to happen, but on the third day, I'm going to rise again. They're gonna, the chief priests and so-and-so, they're going to do such and such and such and such, but on the third day, I have to go now. You're not going to see me anymore, but on the third day. So he's speaking that word. He's speaking that word. He's speaking that word. And then when the time actually comes for him to be crucified, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And he laid down his head and gave up the ghost. His believing was in his carrying it out. Yes, he did pray, Father, now, if there's any way we can do this another way, we can let this cup pass, that would be great, but not my will, thy will be done. Prayed that three times, but that's okay. Because when the time came, he just did it. Why? That was his belief in action. He actually believed what his father said. That's so good. Faith came when the father gave him that commandment. You have the power to lay your life down. You have the power to take it up. And Jesus didn't say, oh, okay, thank you, father. Mm -hmm. No, he had to work that faith. Faith without corresponding action is dead. What does faith do? Faith speaks. Faith speaks. That's what Romans chapter 10 tells us. Okay, verse 6. So Romans chapter 10, verse 6. But the righteousness which is of faith, speaketh on this wise. Say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend from the deep, that is, to bring, Christ, bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. Hold on one moment. Hold on. Thank you. So, verse six the righteousness which is of faith says this Don't ask who's going to go to heaven and bring Christ down, or who's going to go into the deep that can bring Christ up again from the dead. That is not what righteousness which is of faith says. But what does it say? Verse 8. But what does it say? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. So Paul is preaching faith. So when God told Jesus, you have the power to lay your life down, you have the power to pick it up. That's the word coming to Jesus. Now Jesus has faith for it. Faith comes by hearing. He heard that rhema from his father. So he's got faith for it. So now what does righteousness, which is of faith, say? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. So Jesus is speaking it. No man takes my life from me. I have the power to lay it down. I have the power to pick it up. Okay, yeah, the chief priests and the scribes, they're going to do this to me. But on the third day, so Jesus has the words of faith in his mouth. Faith speaks. Now jump down 
to um, verse 10. Well, actually, I want you to read verse 8 and then read verse 10, please. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Okay, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. We're going to call righteousness God's way of doing and being right, doing, being, and having right. So with the heart, man believes unto God's way of doing, being, and having right. Whatever the word is that God spoke to me, whatever the thing is he said I can have, whatever I'm standing on his word and believing him for, with my heart, I believe unto that because that's what God wants me to have. I know that because it's in his word, which is his will. And at the same time, with the mouth, confession, faith is speaking, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Salvation, we can say that that is the manifestation. Because what is salvation? It's the healing. It's the wholeness. It's the provision. It's the prosperity. It's the healthy relationships. It's the love. It's the peace. It's whatever. It's the help. It's whatever I'm needing in the moment. With the mouth, confession is made unto the manifestation of that thing that I need. So faith, I've got the faith for it. And what does faith do? Faith speaks. And the more I speak it, the more I hear it, the more it goes down into my heart, the more I believe it. The more I speak it, the more I hear it, the more it goes down into my heart, the more I believe it. The more I speak it, the more I hear it, the more it goes down into my heart and changes whatever is on the inside of me that needs to be changed. The more I say it, the more I hear it, the more it goes down into my heart, the more it creates an image on the inside of me. The more I say it, the more I hear it, the more it goes into my heart and it starts removing everything that's keeping me from receiving on the same level that God wants to bless me. Faith speaks. And as I speak, I hear more faith comes. I'm believing it. It's going in my heart. My heart is my believer. For with the heart, man believeth. So my heart is my believer. And now I'm so convinced that this thing is real, this thing is right, this thing is true, that I'm going to step out and act on it. That's what the woman with the issue of blood did. She's no longer the woman with the issue of blood. She was healed. But she says, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. If I can but touch the hem of his garment. She didn't say it one time. If you look up that word in the Greek, she said it. It says she said it. And she said it, and she said it, and she said it, and she said it, until in her body she had enough strength to get up, until in her soul she had enough courage to go out into the press and do that thing. If I could just touch the hem of his garment. And when she did stop Jesus in his tracks, who touched me? With all the people physically touching him, that didn't bother him at all. That didn't register with him at all. But she touched him with her faith. Now that was one who was able to receive on the same level 
uh, God desired to bless. Turn to Mark chapter 4. Or actually, it's Mark chapter 5. Yes. Mark chapter 5, verse 28. King James. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Okay. For she said, look it up in the Greek, for she said, and she said, and she said, and she said. If I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. She didn't say I shall be healed. She said I shall be whole. Whole means everything is restored back to better than it was before. And we know her story. She had an issue of blood 12 years. She suffered many things of physicians. She spent all she had, so she was broke now. And after spending all her money, she didn't get better, but she got worse. But she kept saying, she heard about Jesus. When she heard about Jesus, when she heard about Jesus, faith came. When she heard about Jesus, faith came. Faith went to work. If I can but touch his clothes, if I can but touch his clothes, I'll be whole. If I can but touch his clothes, I'll be whole. If I can but touch his clothes, I'll be whole. To the point where she touched him, look at verse 29. It says, and straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. It was tangible to her. She felt it. So we know that Jesus stopped in his tracks. Who touched me? The woman finally came forward. And let's look at after she testified and told Jesus everything that happened. Look at verse 34. What did Jesus say to her? Verse 34. Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. She got exactly what she said. Her faith made her whole. But her faith could not have done anything if she hadn't kept the faith alive by acting. Faith without works is dead. Faith without corresponding action is dead. We can call believing the corresponding action because when you believe something, you'll act on it. She believed what she said. If I could but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And she worked the faith up, worked the faith up, worked the faith up till she was able to walk it out showing that she believed what she was saying. And when she did, faith made contact and she was made whole. It says down in 36. I think it's 36. Yeah. Be not afraid, only believe. Now he was saying this to uh, Jairus. But... <clears throat> But that also, be not afraid, is a precursor to the only belief. And so 
Um, you know, in, in order for her to come out and do what she did, she had to let go of her fear and believe. Yes. That's Another very good point, Shalom. Be not afraid, only believe. And that's what this faith is speaking. Faith is speaking, so more faith is coming, and it's changing things on the inside of you. It's alleviating the fear. And it all goes back to trusting that God is a true source. Because if I know you're a liar, and you tell me it's okay, that's not going to make me feel better. I'm not going to put my trust in what you say. But if I know that you are reliable, if I know that you're trustworthy, if I know that you have my uh, best intentions in your heart, then yeah. And, and that's another way of saying receiving the love of God. If I know God is a true source and I know God loves me because the word says he loves me. See, perfect love casts out fear. So as I'm meditating on the word that God himself has spoken to me, I'm also hearing his love in it. And his love casts out fear. I, this is something I got just very clear. Faith without works is dead. The works are corresponding actions, meaning... If God says, yes, Catherine, that property belongs to you. Praise God, I have faith for it. So I'm going to go write a check for $47,000 and give it to the lady. That is not a corresponding action because I do not have $47,000 in the bank. So that doesn't work. That check is going to bounce and I could get in big trouble over that. That's not corresponding action. But all right, Catherine, that property is yours. Go sow the seed. All right, Catherine, that property is yours. Start buying things to go inside the house. Okay, Catherine, that house is yours. Start speaking to the house. Catherine, that house is yours. And so those are the corresponding actions, the things that God is telling me to do. And it's going to open up the door for more. So what is the corresponding action? Believing is the corresponding action because that thing that you believe is that thing that you will do. Whatever it is you believe is what you will do. So that's a difference between faith and believing. Faith gives you the authority to receive it. But until you put actions to it, until you put your believing to it, that faith is not going to make contact. It's through your believing that faith is able to make contact with that thing that you are trusting God for. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That was delicious. That was, de thank you, Lord, so much for the revelation. Thank you, Pastor Evans, for the question.
If you have been blessed by what you've heard, I want you to prayerfully consider sowing into God's Love Song Ministries. Let this seed, let this financial gift be your faith expression that says, Lord, I have heard the word. Lord, I receive the word. And now, Lord, I am expecting to see a manifestation of this word in my life. So here I am placing this money into your kingdom, letting you know that I fully stand on the word that I have heard and received. Praise the Lord. If you would like to sow, you may do so through Zelle or PayPal. You may also give through Cash App. You may give online at our website. And if you are sewing from Kenya or if you are sewing by giving Kenyan shillings, you may also give through M-Pesa. The information is on your screen or if you're listening to a podcast, the information is in the description. I'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to become a Light Bee partner of God's Love Song Ministries. What is a Light Bee partner? Well, first understand Light be. Revelation be. Glory to God. So when we minister, we're ministering from a place of, of revelation and speaking revelation to the people that they will have more illumination of the word. What is a partner? A partner is one who sends monthly financial donations and who prays for our ministry and who attends or participates in our outreaches or events and supports our ministry. So if you'd like to become a Light Bee partner or just learn more about what a Light Bee partner is, please go to our website. The link is on the screen. And if you are listening to a podcast, it is in the description. It's godslovesongministries.com slash partnership. Thank you so much. Loving you with the love of the Lord. Shalom.